0: Hello,
1: we are live, Dynasty Theory episode number 195. And uh sadly tonight, John Bauer is not with us. He is supposedly, allegedly, well at the Pitt Panthers game. Mitch and I think he's on his couch really watching it because he needed a, an off night to, you know, get, you know, fresh and ready for the NFL draft or something. But we're happy to be here because it is a free agent frenzy, frenzy tonight, and I am joined by the man, Dino MC. Mitch, what's happening?
0: What's going on, man, dude? So, like, I was complaining a little bit. Was it yesterday? All of the free agency was like boring. It was like defensive stuff and offensive lineman stuff. I'm like, there's nobody that I even want to talk about. But now, like, I seen the show notes. I'm like, all right, we have more than enough people to talk about now.
1: It blew up, Mitch. Like it was because I remember we were in the chat a little bit, and you know this. Typical Mitch Sorensen humor. It's like, eh, what are we <laughs> yes, gonna talk about? And you know, JB wasn't gonna be here. And then all of a sudden, it, it, free agent frenzy definitely gave us plenty of news tonight. And and I feel like I pulled a John Bauer with a, like a ton of ton of notes tonight. But we will be concise. And I, I feel like this episode tonight is gonna be a nice, you know, for listeners did miss anything. It's going to be a great overview of the mm-hmm. free agent moves and how it shaped up in the last, you know, 24 to 48 hours. But I feel like it's also going to be an episode where, you know, there are those casual fans that are like, might not catch all this for a while. They can come back and listen to this episode later on. And it's just going to be like a, a blast. Cause there was a big chunk of free agent signings today and we'll break them down a bit position by position, see what it means. And Mitch, let's start with the quarterback position. We knew As we try to figure out the quarterback starting landscape, you know, last episode, last week's episode, we knew Danny Dimes and Geno Smith re-signed with the Giants and the Seahawks. Um, I think Derek Carr to the Saints was the next big splash. But then in the last 24 hours, we got Jimmy Garoppolo to Las Vegas, which was big. I'm not sure what the difference of Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo is in Vegas. What's your take on the big names and specifically Jimmy G to the Raiders?
0: I really like Jimmy G going there. I mean, if you have any shares of him on dynasty, you should be like really happy with where he's going because exactly like you said with him, the difference between him and Derek Carr is very minimal at best. So whatever, if you like Derek Carr going into last season, you should fully like Jimmy Garoppolo going into the season. The biggest worry with him will always be his health. It's, you know, it's, I don't think he's made it through a full season yet in his career. He always misses games, and so that's always worrying. But it's not like I'm valuing him more because I fully believed he was going to get a starting job this offseason. It's just he landed in a great spot. I mean, he landed in a really good spot, and as we'll talk later, they keep adding weapons around him. And if they keep doing that, then I'm more than happy as he's like that late round QB that I'm buying into if I miss out on all the elite guys. Like you brought up um, all the other ones, Sam Darnold, Jared Stidham, Heineke, Dalton. All these guys are guys that like I want to have on my dynasty rosters, but there's never going to be a point to where I'm like, you know what? I want to have another Andy Dalton share on my teams. You know, it's just... I'm never going to wake up in the mornings and be excited to go and have them, but there's someone that I'm okay having on my teams because more than likely they'll start a game or two this year.
1: I'm going to want to get into that a little bit more with you on mm-hmm. just kind of the philosophy philosophy of drafting, picking up where where they these backup or potential starting quarterbacks land in our rosters. But if I could touch a little more on Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr, and it, it sounds to me. Like you are drinking the similar Kool Aid that I see JB drinking on, in the chats. He seems, I, I don't know if he's like hyping up his Jimmy Garoppolo uh, dynasty shares or if he's really <laughs> liking this landing spot with the Raiders. But last year, we were pretty high on car going in. and it's You awesome guys upside. Were technical. Yeah, yeah. We no, weren't. You were. I was. I was. And, and it didn't quite materialize. And, you know, was that a little bit of, hey, the Raiders, new coaching staff, defense wasn't there, you know, just the adjustment. It just, it just didn't gel. Is it now this year? Hey, McDaniels is getting more of his guys and his system. And are, are we believing in, Hey, they need a new voice in that locker room. And it's a McDaniels kind of guy and it works with the system. Is that why you're high in Garoppolo or do we think he's better than Derek Carr or what's
0: what has you the, and JB
1: high on the Raiders?
0: He's just, his value is a lot lower than what Carr's was going into last season, right? I think Carr going into last season would have cost you, you know, in the 22 draft, would have cost you the 107, 108 as far as rookie pick value goes. Right now, I still don't think you need to give up a first for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you could get him for the 202, 203, 204 in the upcoming rookie draft. And if you could do that, that's, I mean, you're going to get a starting quarterback. I'm not planning on him starting any more than two years. I mean, if you get two years out of that, that's great. But what he brings is, I think he just, coaches just love the dude, right? Like, it's fairly obvious. Um, they they liked him with the Patriots. The ownership decided, no, they want to keep Brady. So they moved Garoppolo, went to San Francisco, and he hung around. And no, he's going to get replaced. He's going to get replaced. He's going to, they draft Trey Lance and just ends up, Garoppolo just keeps being the guy over and over. So for me, I just think he's one of those guys that's going to stick around to where even after two years, Maybe he goes somewhere else, and maybe he's an Andy Dalton to where he'll get spot starts here and there. But he's a good depth piece to have. So that's a big reason for me is just how much lower his value is today than
1: what Cars was at this time last season. Good points there, Mitch. I think whether we look at it where his value is today, where you can still attain him cheaper than Car, if you were aggressive enough, where the when the uncertainty uncertainty was there and went after Garoppolo before he signed with the Raiders, I think you're really happy right now. And you know, well. I might challenge it a little bit more later in the show when we get to the tight end position because we talk about his weapons. We true. got some breaking news today, but we're going to come back to that. As you look at the backup landscape, and there was a lot of money invested in contracts on backup quarterbacks. I, For me, as I look at a lot of my dynasty rosters and we play in super flex and we like that depth, especially in our 14-team leagues, and I think we're even in a 16-team league, these guys could have some value later mm-hmm. on. Sam Darnold, probably the most interesting, going to the Niners. Now, I don't know how that's going to materialize. If they go into camp and he completely outplays everybody, they're about winning. I can see them either changing the guard before week one or maybe letting Lance falter a little bit and then later on turning it over to Sam Darnold. So if you have the Niners quarterback, and I do have a couple of Sam Darnold chairs on yep, my roster, yep boy, this could be a gem with all those weapons around him because that offense we know is loaded. I think the only question the Niners have going into 2023 is the quarterback position. So potential gem there in Sam Darnold. And are you in or out on Trey Lance? And where does that leave Brock Purdy?
0: I think Purdy is the starter if he comes back and he's healthy. I just think he did enough this past season to where he is. But, man, I really think Lance is going to end up getting moved for whatever reason. They're bringing in Darnold. I mean, Purdy's going to come back and probably be healthy. If you really trust Lance, why would you be bringing in Sam Darnold? Sure, you like the depth, but it's it's just a really weird signing for me if you have complete faith that Trey Lance is going to be your quarterback, right? Because let's just say Trey Lance is the more talented player. He should get the start. But Purdy... Is supposed to be healthy coming back as soon as training camp starts, right? He should be able to throwing by then. Why in the world would you bring in Sam Darnold? And why how would you be able to talk to Sam Darnold into signing there over other teams he could have signed with? Because I guarantee you there was other teams that were going to be willing to offer him a contract. So for me, I agree. This is like this is kind of like my favorite secondary type of quarterback to talk about because I do think there's implications there that he had to have wanted to go there for a reason. And maybe that reason is he got some inkling that Lance isn't going to have a long term future there.
1: I don't know. And I think our Dynasty listeners and, and those that are in our our Patreon they have all different mixes of mm-hmm. shares of this Niners situation. Yes. And I think you I think you answer the question for the Trey Lance owners in that if they had a complete faith, they wouldn't be signing Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. So that we we know there's risk. Now, I think they have so much heavily invested having traded up like they did and what they gave away to get Trey Lance that I think they are going to do everything in their power to help him succeed and hope he makes it. But I think it's a three-headed monster and may the best man win there in San Francisco. And I think they're a team that's saying, hey, whoever pans out, one of of these three is going to pan out for us, and that's all we need. And I think Sam Darnold signing there is saying, you know what? I know it's a little bit of a messy situation. I know there's no guarantees. But, boy, if there's anything that's going to resurrect my career, it's I got to beat out a rookie that, right? you know, two rookies really because mm-hmm. they've either been injured or haven't played. There's very minimal experience in that quarterback room other than Sam Darnold. He's got to like his odds and love having that talent around him coached by Coach Shanahan.
0: I completely agree. Do you care about Mike White, Taylor Heineke, Case Keenum as far as like – Dynasty wise, or is this just more of a, you're happy on the football side of things that they're actually putting decent quarterbacks besides, you know, behind these starters now.
1: So I'll give you a rapid fire. What I think of mm-hmm. each situation and Stidham, I was the, probably the most disappointed and I don't know why, like there was this little part of me that thought he was going to compete maybe for a job there. And it was like, just a you yeah. know, he got him for free at the end of last dynasty season. So he might be something, but he goes to Denver. And to me, that's just nothing more than insurance for Russ Wilson. So, if I have Russ Wilson on any of my rosters, I would want Stidham just to handcuff and protect my investment. Other than that, I'm completely out on Stidham. Mike White to Miami, of all the backups, maybe there's the biggest concern of the quarterback's health in Tua. Without a doubt. Yep. And if Tua does get injured or go down or have a reoccurring concussion issue, and I don't necessarily think he will, but... There's nothing to say he won't or the risk is not there based on what we saw last year. It was a scary season for for Tua. So Mike White shows he could play with the Jets, should have a better line in Miami to protect him based on what we saw a year ago, and has all those weapons in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So he probably has the most upside of these backups that you want to secure. And if you have Tua, you definitely want to sign Mike White. I think I actually have one or two lineups where I got Tua and Mike White. I got lucky on my dynasty teams, just the way it kind of played out last year. Taylor Heineke goes to Atlanta. I think that's Desmond Ritter insurance. I don't even, I don't know how confident I'm in that with Mitch. I'd be really interested in hearing your take there. Andy Dalton and Case Keenum, I think, are identical. Same. Old, grizzled vets that are brought in to mentor their first-round pick because both Panthers and Houston are probably going to start fresh with rookie quarterbacks. I think that's the smartest thing to do as an organization, to bring in a veteran like that that's going to mentor them, get them ready quicker. And if they're not ready week one, You can still compete as a football team with those old guys starting for you.
0: You I completely agree. I think signing Dalton, Keenum, any of these old guys, I actually thought that there was a chance that someone brought up in the discord that maybe Matt Ryan stays with the Colts so he could do the same thing. But I think it's really smart to bring in guys like this because when quarterbacks are watching film, they're watching film together, you know, So they're doing this together and having another quarterback that knows so much in the league. I think it's huge. And it makes me like those landing spots for rookies even more, knowing that they do have those veterans there. I hate it when someone like uh, Zach Wilson goes to the jets and his guy is like Joe Flacco. And you know, like Joe Flacco's personality, right? So you could see how that could kind of not mesh out all that well, but Keenum seems like a great dude. Dalton seems like a great dude. So I love those. And then Taylor Heineke, Um, I don't know, man. With him, Desmond Ritter, honestly, who's a better quarterback? I don't know. Desmond Ritter definitely has the better arm, without a doubt, because Heineke can't throw more than 25 yards down the field. But the dude just balls out. And so, like, coaches end up loving that, right? They're like, no, every time he's on the field, we have a chance to win. And so when that happens, maybe it does take a Desmond Ritter out of it when they think when Desmond Ritter's on the field, we're not going to win. And the coaching mindset has to go with, I want the quarterback that's going to help us win.
1: So, no, I completely agree that it's Desmond Ritter insurance there. Yep. You mentioned good locker room guys. Greg in our chat here says the Broncos paid too much for Stidham. And I have mixed feelings on that, Mitch, because if you're a competitive football team, and I've Mm -hmm. been here before with the Dak and Romo days and an injury comes, and if you don't have a good backup quarterback, things get ugly really quick. And if you really believe in your team in Denver – and I think they're trying to compete right away, especially with the Waltons in ownership and ownership and Sean Payton. Hey, man, you know, Russ, Russ ain't getting any younger. He's had his, his, his moments and his issues. So I, I think they're hedging their bets a little bit and creating a little competition and competitive quarterback room. So, you know, again, for the dynasty world, I think all these are just security blankets for what you have. And there's not much left on the market. I think we're yep. waiting for the Baker Mayfield hat to drop there. We're here in Tampa Bay potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Baker's got to probably be feeling good. Cause after him, there's Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, maybe, you know Teddy, I mean? But the, yeah. the, it's starting to really thin out. So if you didn't sign like a Baker, uh, Jared Stidham, sorry. Um, there's not many options to fall back on.
0: There's not, I mean, the only one like where everyone's waiting on, and I'm so sick of hearing it is Aaron Rodgers, man. Like I am so sick of it. Like I, at this it's point, I don't care if he retires. I don't care if he goes to jets. The only reason why I wanted to go to the Jets is so I could trade him off every single one of my dynasty teams that I have him on because he's like, this is going to be your value bump that you get, right? Like we all know this is going to happen every single off season, but him going to the Jets, being with Garrett Wilson, being with the other playmakers, being with, you know, Brees Hall. It's he's in such a good spot there. I think you're going to get a decent value bump. And I'm telling you the second he gets traded, I'm moving every single share I have. I don't want him on my teams. I'm not dealing with this anymore, any off season. <laughs> Other managers can. I'm like, I'm out. Just give me. Honestly, if someone gave me the 201, I would trade Rogers in every single league if I could get a 201 for him.
1: No, no challenge flags here. Mitch does not like the drama in Aaron Rodgers. Nope. I, I think your your big point too is hey, that's when his stock is gonna be at the highest. Mm-hmm. The hypes up there, all the weapons, the Jets, they're going for the Super Bowl. Um, But if you could get something really solid that's going to help your dynasty roster, that's your time to sell before it becomes a Tom Brady and he's out. So with you, I I probably should have mentioned that one before uh, Baker Mayfield, but we have seen a two nauseam and and I think we kind of know it's going to happen. We're just waiting for him to pull the plug that should have elevate Jordan Love that should bury Zach Wilson, you know, maybe again, maybe the mentorship of an Aaron Rodgers a year or two from now, Zach Wilson resurfaces. We'll see. Matty Ice was cut today, and I think that pretty much concludes the quarterback position. Yep. Unless you got anything else, Mitch, I'm going to switch no, to running back.
0: I this out to everybody, man.
1: But it's hey, a good overview for our listeners there on the quarterback situation, everything that happened and where we're going. Running back activity, surprisingly, was not slow. It did, surprisingly, it was slow. It did pick up mm-hmm. a little bit today. Um, we knew Saquon and Pollard, the big names, went to the you know franchise so that they returned to their teams. Raheem Mostar and Jeff Wilson. Wilson both return to Miami. So they've invested all of their money elsewhere and they're pretty much saying, Hey, it's the same old, same old running back situation mm-hmm. for us. Unless they draft somebody, maybe that goes into the mix. But I think otherwise, if you had Mostert and Wilson on the cheap last year, you're wait minute, carrying it for another year, Mitch. Yeah. Sell I mean, them if you could.
0: That's how I kind of look at it. If I have those guys, especially Jeff Wilson's injured so much, I think his dynasty value is kind of shot. But if you have Mostert, I'm just happy if I have him on my team. He's. Not someone come August when we really start seeing running back values go higher and higher and higher. He's someone that I'm just not willing to ever put higher. What his value is now, probably mid to late second, is exactly what he'll be for me in August. He's he's just a dude, right? But he's good. But his value is never going to go up. You're never going to get a first round pick for him. He could go out and have 200 yards rushing each in the first three games of the season, right? His value is never going to be a first. So for me. I really like him when he's on my teams. And then also you have Matt Breida resigning with the giants. He's such a smart guy to get. Like if anything happens with Barkley, you know, he's a guy that you could put in his lineup all the time. And he's just about free. I bet you when waivers start up, I know a lot of my leagues waivers aren't even going right now. He's on
1: a lot of waivers right now. Yep. And that's the key. I think free is for me, as they say. Mm -hmm. So if you could get Matt Breida, it's, it's a handcuff. It's, as of right now, the same situation in New York where there's no one else in that backfield. Again, we'll watch the draft, follow dynasty theory as, as we continue to put the pieces together. But right now, you get them for free. Now, as Mitch says, get them for free. Don't go trade no second-round picks or anything for Matt <clears throat> You know, the, the, we, we've seen his body of work over a long period of time. He's just the guy that you get for free that helps you late. Moster and Wilson, unfortunately, now aren't as cheap. But we talked about the value of second-round draft picks. If you could get them, because you get yourself a nice, you know, young rookie that's going to give you, you know, his entire first contract and become a good player versus most and Wilson. Unless you're like all in it to win it, they're going to give you a year, two tops if you're lucky. Um, So now it would be a good time to sell. Now Rashad Penny goes to the Eagles, Boston Scott resigns. We know Kenneth Gainwell's there. Miles Sanders tweets goodbye today. He he says, thank you, Philly. So I, I think he's given us that answer. What's your thoughts on the ego situation?
0: Rashad Penny's so good. Like, he is such a good running back that just can't stay healthy, right? But what happens if Penny stays healthy? Even in split work between Gainwell and Boston Scott, his value could actually rise, right? Because he is such a good guy. Everyone knows how talented he is. He's still pretty young. For me, he's just the guy that so far has signed as a running back that people don't like buy running backs now. Like no one goes out and trades for running backs in dynasty right now because we know what could happen with the upcoming draft. But with Penny, it's man, I could see like fantasy glory with him on my team. Right. So I'm having a really hard time pumping the brakes. Be like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Because like, I don't know about you, but I love Penny there.
1: Yeah, Mitch. Uh, you know, as much as I would love to throw the challenge flag on you because he's a Philadelphia Eagle, I can't. Um, I, I think the ceiling is, could be one of those real surprisers. Like, just think if you know he runs between the tackles a little bit more than Miles Sanders does, does and that Philadelphia O line is mm-hmm. very good. You got the Jalen Hurts factor. Like, he he just takes Miles Sanders' production and gets you a little bit more. Right. And actually, maybe for a chance change, does not get hurt. Boy, a healthy Rashad Penny at a young age on a great team. Uh, there is a really nice ceiling that's, that's attractive there. So that, that might be one of the really sneaky good plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I love our underdog uh, best ball drafts. I think Penny it's could true. be a sneaky best ball guy. Uh, but for Dynasty, he's young. I think he's looking to prove it. And if he could do well, you might have yourself a gem. I think that kills the Trey Sermon theory maybe. We were all oh, kind okay. of waiting to see yeah. how, where, where it went for the <laughs> Trey Sermon truthers that don't look good for you. Yeah. And uh, last one was Samaji Pirine to the Broncos. Eh, you know, same, it, same hey, old, man. same old, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I, good depth piece, right? I mean, he's good. You don't know what's happened with Javante Williams. At best, he's a third down back for him, right? Maybe you get a couple of games if Javante's out for a little while. But, I mean, he's not someone that I'm willing to go out and pay anything for, to be honest. If he's on my teams, cool. If he's not on my teams, I could really care less. I think, honestly, what Samaje Pirine brings every third down back on every NFL team pretty much brings the same thing. So, for me, it's it's just kind of a non-mover.
1: Yeah, I agree. and I, I think the biggest take I will pull from the many points you have on him is Hey, we have seen those reports that maybe they're a little nervous about Javante not mm-hmm. being quite ready as quick as we have. Depending on how your, your roster is constructed in dynasty, if you're a little weak at the running back, hey, if he buys you a few weeks early in the season to help you get a couple wins until you either get a Javante back mm-hmm. or you know make a trade or get someone on the waiver wire, hey, hey the season's a marathon. Every win counts, so maybe some short-term value and, and some depth, as you mentioned. So, running backs, again, not too exciting. It's starting to move. Not yet. It's going to
0: happen. It's going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet.
1: That is the next eruption that I I think we are definitely waiting for, Mitch. Um, You know, like Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Madison, who's only 24 years old, Singletary Mm -hmm. needs a home, Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris – you're praying Jamal Williams resigns Deontay Foreman. I still like,
0: I like more too. Same man.
1: Yep. You know, there's a lot there. And there I think part of it moving slower is the draft this year is it so is. deep at running back. And we know the how the running back landscape is, so they will fall. We will keep an eye on it. And I think that'll be some big news, hopefully for next week's episode. But the wide receiver position, kind of similar to running back, Mitch. We, it's because there not, wasn't
0: anybody. It was yeah. like, hey, name a free agent, wide receiver. It was like, well, Jacoby Myers. And, um, yeah, that might have been the only free agent available.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the landscape in itself is bad at the wide receiver position. But, like, we were going into tonight's, like, original show notes with, uh, I think, Sterling Shepard resigned man. with the Giants. I was like, <laughs> Mitch, is there anything here with wide receivers? Yeah. Jacoby Myers did go to the Raiders. So again, maybe McDaniel's getting his guys, you Mm -hmm. know, former New England Patriot, heck of a slot player there. We're kind of a little curious what's going on with Hunter Renfro and how they use these guys. But he was definitely probably the biggest name. I mean, maybe a little more firepower with the Raiders than New England, who definitely wants to grind it out. I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Any interest move up for Jacoby Myers for you?
0: So, like, I love the player, right? And I actually think a big thing to always consider is when wide receivers go as free agents, either to the pre- Patriots or to the Raiders now, um, they have a really hard time with the playbook. We see this constantly with free agents when they go to the Patriots. And I am guarantee you, we're probably going to see the exact same thing, you know, outside of Devontae Adams, because he's Devontae Adams, um, like they have a really hard time being impactful on the field we don't have to worry about that now because the Raiders are only signing ex-Patriots, which never works out well. Like when (laughs) Bill Belichick says like, yeah, I don't want you on my team anymore. Usually that's a really good sign of being, you know, maybe we probably shouldn't sign this guy, but it's funny because they always go to like former Patriots coaches teams, right? That's just where they end up.
1: And New England only has Thornton left that wide receiver mm-hmm. Tyron Thornton and they have Hunter Henry at tight end. So they're saying they don't want Myers and, and their cupboards are bare right now. So I'm really interested to see what direction they go in. Um, but hey, there's, there's an opportunity there for Myers to produce. Mm-hmm. We saw Alan Lazard. I believe he's uh, officially a jet. I, I, I think guess. It, yeah. I, you guess know, I think we know where that's going. But uh, I mean, to My me, team- I, I never liked Lazard really in the first place. Right. I think he's, he's okay. Yeah. There's production there. With Rodgers. He's like, fine,
0: right? But what do you do? Denzel Mims is still there, right? Garrett Wilson's still there. Elijah Moore's still there. Like, I don't see how, like, it's great that Rodgers is probably going there, probably say, hey, I really love it if you'd sign Lazard. Lazard shouldn't see the field with those other guys on the team, right? But he's going to if Rodgers ends up there. It's just one of those guys to where, I really hope no one buys into him for fantasy. Even if he's like Rogers is like, Hey, he's my guy. He's my guy. Randall Cobb has been Rogers guy for the last four years. And it doesn't
1: matter. Yep. And and I think with Lazard, again, we saw his best with the green Bay and it didn't take long for Watson and Romeo Dobbs and all those guys to just kind of make him just a a football player, a good football player, but for dynasty purposes, that that's all you're getting is wide receiver Mm -hmm. depth there. So We'll see. I, I think of the Elijah Moore's of the world. And, uh, you know, if he's not going back, we saw Josina Anderson's tweet there saying he's not involved in the trade. So we think Elijah Moore's coming back and Garen Wilson's a superstar. So I, I think they're definitely going to see a lot of love from Aaron Rogers. That would be very fun to fun to watch. Michael Thomas restructures his contract. He's like the stigma of dynasty and fantasy football right now. One year, 10 million, $15 million max. So there is some incentive. There's some new mm-hmm. excitement with Derek Carr. Um, Maybe he's finally healthy, Michael Thomas. You buying it, all Mitch? Yeah.
0: He's so good, right? And I actually think he fits Carr's skill set extremely well. I think it. So here is like my my like big brain thought on it. Right, if he's healthy, they don't have Kamara because Kamara suspended for what's going on in Vegas. How many targets does Michael Thomas get? I mean, <laughs> he could easily get 15 a game and I don't think that's like exaggerating at all. I think that could happen each game until Kamara comes back with just how his skill set is. He has such a short, you know, yardage. So it's really easy to pass to. So, I mean, he might only end up with 80 yards off of those targets, but that's what we care about in PPR. But saying that, I still don't know if I could buy into him because the fact is he's 30 now, right? It might might even be 31. He's at the point to where if you get him on your dynasty teams, you can't get him off. And we see that right now with Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins. We see a lot of these guys to where, yeah, they could produce, but you're never moving him off your team. So if you do go out and be like, you know what? Michael Thomas is going to have a great early part of the season. I'm going to move him afterwards at the height of it. I just don't think that's actually feasible.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you could get something really good, the cell windows got a little momentum again with, with the signing, the contract, the car news. But he is that there's that like sweet spot, Mitch, where guys hit twenty nine thirty and mm-hmm. like even Devontae Adams, who I love. I mean, he's I think, he's yeah. one of the best in the game, but you start to get nervous. It's like, all right, I know that window's going to come. It's coming. It's just a matter of time before you're stuck with him and he's not producing what he is right now. Um, So I think it's important to know with those kind of high caliber receivers when that cell window is. But he also is one of those guys where I just wouldn't give away because the ceiling is still there with Michael Thomas. The way he runs routes, I believe Olave is going to be the, the, their guy for a long time. Right, 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 But they will squeeze everything out of Michael Thomas they can mm-hmm. get as long as he's willing to give it. So there is production there to help win a league. So don't give him away. And the rest of the receiver landscape, mm-hmm. as far as free agency, Sterling Shepard resigns with the Giants on the cheap. You know there are some OB- OBJ rumors, you know, swirling again in New York a little bit. Noah Brown to Houston as a Cowboys fan. Don't put him on your dynasty teams. <laughs> um, Philip Dorsett to the Raiders. That's an Same old New thing, England right? guy again, yeah. but like yeah. he's been recycled so many times that it's just don't put him on your dynasty team either.
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard. We knew that this wide receiver group was really bad as far as free agency goes. I mean, well, we didn't even do a podcast about it. We did one for quarterbacks and one for running backs, so we weren't going to do one for wide receivers because there's just uh, there's not a lot there. You could actually talk about us outside of Myers. So for me, these are all decent role players on their team, but no one that I'm actually willing to be like, Hey, that's awesome. Now the tight end position, I was going to say, oh, oh, okay. You're putting the finger up. Hold on.
1: Just one final thought. Like, yeah. I guess what I'd be watching on the receiver position moving, moving forward. And it's really not a lot, you know, Juju. I mean, he's a role player. I'm not too excited <gasps> anymore. In Dynasty, oh, wait, wait, we have uh-oh. news. We, we have some? news. Breaking running news:
0: The Lions are signing former Bears running back David Montgomery because this should include because they hate DeAndre Swift. Like, wow, the, the, the Lions hate him. Like, this just flat out goes out.
1: Wow, they
0: hate DeAndre Swift. Like,
1: there's no other way you could even look at it. Wow. They hate DeAndre Swift. <laughs> So so let's think about that. This is not in our show notes. We did not expect yep. that big bomb dropping tonight. That brings a lot of concern for a lot of – for all of Detroit there. One – so we know this offseason, we hear their running back coach, Detroit, say we, let, we believe in a three running back system, which we hate in fantasy football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, we still were able to see enough production from Jamal Williams last year with DeAndre Swift. Swift had some moments, but he had health issues as he always does. Detroit's third running back has always been irrelevant. Like, I don't yep. think Craig Williams has ever kind of, you know, other than taking a few carries there, Justin Jackson a little bit late. So Detroit now is saying, okay, we still have DeAndre Swift. To your point, they must hate him. They definitely hate him for our dynasty purposes. That, that That's a fact. David Montgomery's good. That was one of the guys, like,
0: mm-hmm. other than
1: Miles Sanders, that was the biggest name I, I, I think out there. Is Jamal
0: gone? Jamal has to be gone. I mean, because they just, they'll do the exact same role, right? I mean, there's, I would assume that I want to really see what the contract is because it kind of makes me wonder if Jamal was asking too much or if there just wasn't a market for Montgomery and he took a lot less to go there. Because what Montgomery does is exactly what Jamal does well. Uh, it's a three-year deal worth $18 million is what uh, Ian Rappaport just said. So, I mean, that's, that's a decent contract. He's there for at least two. So if that's the case, that's telling me, you know, I talked to John about this on one of the pivot points. I'm not going to be shocked if they trade Swift. And this isn't just me being like the Lions guy. Oh, they hate Swift, blah, blah. There's a lot of smoke there, man. There's been smoke there since hard knocks last season. It's it's weird. So I don't know. What do you think about it? So you're on the outside looking in on this. You know my love for Swift. I have Two of his jerseys right here on my right-hand side, right? So, I don't know.
1: If, if I'm going to play the hard knocks card on, on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift reminds me of O.J. Howard. And this is a weird comparison because okay. running back tight end. But we all know O.J. Howard was a freak of an athlete. Really highly touted out of Alabama. I remember watching the hard knocks. Or I think it was hard knocks. There was something behind the scene clip in, in the spirit of that where the coach was talking to him and being like, dude, you've got so much talent. But you knew the coaches were frustrated because it just wasn't coming out of them. So we watched Hard Knocks with the Lions, and you pretty much – you hear the coaches talking, like, he's got talent, but. There's, like, always that but. Mm -hmm. So at some point, that patience is going to run out, especially at the running back position. And if the best best ability is availability, and you're not always hitting the hole, and you're not always healthy, they're not going to keep paying you. So once that rookie contract's done, hey, it's – what does he have left? What year is he in I right now? I
0: think he has one more year,
1: if I remember right. So it's it's moving, it's moving mm-hmm. quick, you know. And, and they got themselves covered with Montgomery. I think Jamal, Jamal Williams will be a big piece to watch. Oh, I think so. if they do bring him back, then I think swift oh, is the matter. What are they doing? And then if that is the three-headed monster, then that kind of stinks because it all sucks, three yeah. of those could run, and somebody's definitely getting sniped every You're going to play a guessing game all year. That's like those old Mm -hmm. New England Patriots running back situations where we were guessing every week who would be the guy to get the touches. It's going to be very hard to predict in Detroit. Okay, so I have a question. Let's say
0: going into the season, it's DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery on the team, right? DeAndre Swift's probably going to be drafted a little bit higher. But at cost, who are you actually going to want on your best ball teams and your dynasty teams? Are you going to want Montgomery or are you going to want Swift?
1: I'm definitely gonna want David Montgomery. I, I think he's a better <laughs> running back than Jamal Williams, who's a very good football player. Yep, um, but he's younger, and he, I mean he does he does a lot. So, so I would definitely want Monte. You know, I, I think I don't trust the Andre Swift. Same and man. if Monty gets that Jamal Williams role because he is gone, whew, that's a, that's a potential for a lot of production on a good team for David. I'm Montgomery. glad we had
0: that. I'm glad we had some news on
1: here. Man, we, we're just getting spoiled, Mitch. You know, we were a little, little worried, and uh, you know, the slow news that ramped up, and now we get shocking news. I hope JB's enjoying that pick game because you know he would have loved that one. <laughs> so, so, so we will. So, we were just, I was before the news came in, I was just saying, wide receiver watching Juju. I'm what DJ Shark, speaking of the Lions, I'm curious kind of where he goes. He just seems yep. to have some juice juice left wherever he lands. My boy, McCall Hardman, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I'm probably biased and need to take the goggles off, but he's just a, a bit. fast dude, man. <laughs> they, they, in the right opportunity, Mitch, there could be some fantasy production there, and he's still young. Paris Campbell, I don't know that that's getting really thin, but it, it just dives from there, it you know, does. the Darius yeah. Slaytons and, and so forth. So just a few names to watch. Tight end. The position was dead. <laughs> we um, didn't but, care uh, about uh, any uh, of it like not only like we didn't care nothing was happening um you know there's there's a few names there but unless you count hunter long to the rams which i don't Mm -hmm. you know he's kind of dynasty wise done to me blocking tight end josh oliver to the vikings means nothing it's the Hawkinson show there he's just a role player so again i wouldn't put him on a dynasty team john who gets traded to the falcons I, i i don't know if that's more bad news for kyle pitts you know he gets reunited with coach arthur smith but I don't think we were going to ever see much from John o. Smith but it was dead until Ooh. Darren Waller got traded to the New York Giants big time wealth he, he, weapon if healthy what's your take there Dude I love it
0: I love it so much like that's a guy that like as long as he can stay healthy right so that's like the big caveat with him but if he can stay healthy he is so good and it's exactly what the giants need they just didn't have the guy they could go to in crunch time we've seen all the highlights to where um daniel jones is throwing a slant pass the dude just drops it and it's like at the goal line or it's a fourth down and daniel jones you could just see he's like dude just catch the ball and darren waller i mean as far as if he could stay healthy and it's hard in dynasty because you're talking a little bit more about age. We have all the newer tight ends coming in this draft that we all love. It's so it's really hard to raise his value there, but anybody playing in a best ball Waller's pretty high for me right now. I mean, he's probably top five or top six, but like he's cemented there for me now where I'm willing to draft him. And now I'm willing to trade for him. I even try to trade for him in dynasty today. I offered, uh, let's see, I think it was Christian Watson for him, and I got turned down. Ooh. yeah, right. It did, was like,
1: did you you say you got turned down? Did I you, got turned down. Or Did you not hear yeah. anything yet? No, got turned down. Really? Right? I know. So I thought, that's a great offer, Mitch. Yeah. So and I know a fair one. I, 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 that, that's, that's I think a win-win offer because well, I'm yeah, I mean, tight end premium. premium. I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, it's fair. So I was kind of shocked it didn't go through. But you have in the notes Foster Moreau season. Do you think he resigns with the Raiders? Do you think they just like immediately bring him back now?
1: Yeah. So my thoughts there. I will mention Kevin in the chat saying Waller wide receiver one. I I think he is (laughs) their de facto de de facto wide receiver one in New York, and he, he is just a weapon. Foster Moreau, like for the Raiders to make this move, outside of whatever we're seeing on Twitter about. Coach McDaniels announcing the wedding before it was supposed to be announced Darren Waller was mad. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. And, you know, player and head coaches don't get along anymore, but it wasn't working last year. The health was an issue with Waller. They, but when you do watch the tape and you know what he could do, like he's just not a normal athlete. Like he does what other tight ends and receivers can't do. Um, He is a weapon and and with good coach and the Giants, I think he's gonna be great. So for the Raiders to do that, You know, I'm left scratching my head. I'm thinking, okay, you know, we got Devontae Adams there. They signed Jacoby Myers. You know, Garoppolo comes in. They're building this thing. And then then they trade Waller. It's like, whoa, where all the momentum was, like, deflated in the tires Mm -hmm. there. They have to believe in Foster Moreau. I, I think they're, they've got to be saying, and I think the contract has something to do with that. You know, they're looking at their their salary cap and saying, "Hey, we we got a guy that we think we can produce at tight end. He's a lot cheaper, a lot younger." Right now, he's he's, th-
0: he's a free agent, so they have to sign him. So now, does he come in to be like, "Hey, I want seven million a
1: year instead of the five million a year"? What's the market going to be though for 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 Moreau know, versus what it be for yeah. like you know? No, I agree. I agree, man. And, and I think like. You know, we played DFS a little bit on mm-hmm. the side there, and uh, like I don't know how many times I went with Moreau, thinking, "Oh, oh dude, I played Wallers so this out, <laughs> This is the system, and he just let me down all the yeah. time. Like it was just, every
0: it was once in just... a while, he gave you the touchdown. You are like, "All right, well, at least that paid off."
1: Yeah, you get the bare minimum, like the typical mm-hmm. tight end market there, but just it never really took off for me. So I know the the Raiders were always high on him. I remember Adam Schefter; he was a shifty sleeper the one year with like some insider tips that he mm-hmm. had. So hey, if there is ever going to be an opportunity and you can still buy him low. I think you do that in dynasty and he just fixed it to that mix of, you know, those other tight ends that you're hoping for a touchdown and three, four catches in a tight end premium. And you got some, you got some production maybe, but that would be it there for the tight end position for me, Mitch. I think, you know, who else is out there? We got Schultz has got to land somewhere. I'm a little worried outside of the Dallas system, although that was a Kellen Moore system, Mm -hmm. but I think Gerald Everett cemented there. Um, Irv Smith is still young. He's a free agent. Kasecki, even though he's not really a blocker, he's kind of a poor man, very poor man's waller. Um, Hayden Hurst, Robert Tanyan, there's some names. Yeah,
0: exactly, they're names. I mean, none of these are guys that are going to be like, oh, hey, they signed, I'm going to go trade for him. But maybe they could be a blocking point for where a rookie is going to go. Maybe if they get decent money, maybe that team won't draft a rookie instead or keeps that rookie off the field. So that's about the only thing I care about with those guys
1: agreed Mitch I think you know we're waiting for the draft you know there's some more free agents to sign. we're going to watch this landscape I think our listeners need to keep tuning in but for now what's... final thoughts
0: I almost timed it right I was off by a second
1: <laughs> hey we didn't get to practice so what do you got man final thoughts Where, where's your where's this all taking you tonight
0: all right all right so here's my final thought because I see it brought up all the time I keep hearing the salary cap doesn't matter because of so and so being signed because uh, Derek Carr was able to sign with the Saints. Tell me who else the Saints are signing? That's the thing is like teams can always find room for one player. They can always negotiate contracts. Look at the Rams right now. We saw this coming with the Rams. They were, we knew they were selling the future, selling the future. Well, now it's time to pay the piper. Who have the Rams brought in? They can't pay anybody, and this is what happens with teams is. They could sell and sell and sell, and sooner or later it catches up. This year's the year that it's catching up for the Rams. The Saints could probably push it off for another year or two. But, I mean, these salary caps do matter. It does end up coming to effect. It's not just that every team can afford the one high-priced player. But after that, is the middle of your team the worrying point? And that's my worry with, like, the Saints now, right? Is Yeah, they did bring in Carr, but how is their offensive line going to be? How are they going to replace Kamara's production? Is Michael Thomas and Chris Olave going to be like the only players they have? And Juwan Johnson is the hype tight end this year. You know, it's it's worrying because that team's just not as good as what it was, and that's
1: what you have to worry about when it comes to the salary cap. That's a good one. And, and being that we've got, and we're, we're we're going to be a little bit shorter tonight, but being that JB gave us Her some time. time back, I could give a, a counter to the final thought and say, mm-hmm. you know, I think with a franchise like the Saints. Because of those salary cap kicking it down the, the, you know, the line a little bit, the margin for error is much smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're a little more for, fortunate to the Rams right now, and they've got some more pieces and they've got hope. But they can't afford the injuries because the depth's not there, and they hope to hit in their draft. And I think that's a really big thing. You know, once the Rams stopped hitting all those gems in the draft, those late round picks, and then they got some injuries, and then all of a sudden you can't sign anybody it goes away and it went away pretty pretty quick for them so yeah salary caps fun to watch man and it's just really interesting to see how the organizations do it we all want them to spend and we know the owners got the money but you got to do it craftily cuz cuz it could it could go away way fa- fast and lend itself to not good fantasy situations so we will see man my closing thoughts It's just defense. We didn't talk
0: about defense. So much defense, man. You know,
1: there was a lot. And and Mm -hmm. I think I just – I'm intrigued by, like, the landscape of free agency, too. You know, we see, like, the running backs and receivers kind of dime a dozen, not big names out there. But these competing teams really place heavy emphasis on defense. And O-line. I shouldn't leave out the the hog mollies again. So important to Dynasty. We don't get into it much in our podcast because – it's not what scores fantasy points. Right, right, right. But, you know, keep an eye on our Discord. Join our Patreon. We got an IDP channel in there where the guys are looking at for their individual draft position leagues where, again, Dynasty production comes with offensive lines, you know, protecting their their players and, and, and re-signing guys. And so there's been a lot of moves on the offensive line, a lot of defensive line signings my boys signing Stephon Gilmore today, that Dallas defense Mm -hmm. just got a lot more lockdown. I'm so excited about that. So again, I'm not, we're not going to get into defense tonight, but that and O-line I'll be ranking O-line as we get closer to the season. And uh, my dysfunctional rankings will be coming out, but that's where I'm looking a little more at O-line and defense and how are these teams are building and constructing their rosters.
0: Perfect, man. I think that summed it up. Great. I mean, Offensive line matters so much. When I go into thinking about quarterbacks now, my first question is like, yeah, but how's the offensive line?
1: Right. Hey, Mitch, on my side the iPad here, the Rangers, the whole third period was there in our show. They won five to three, and I won on DraftKings tonight, so they better sponsor us. I don't know.
0: Perfect. Good well night, done, man. man. We even <laughs> snuck DraftKings in there. I love it.
1: All good. Hey, to our listeners, thank you for listening, man, for Dino MC ff coach dan it's been a pleasure tonight we'll see you in our chat and back again next week